Hello and welcome to another FOMOcast. I'm Chris, here with Tim. Say hello, Tim. Hello, Tim. So, it is Wednesday. This podcast should be dropping on Thursday morning because I will be going on vacation. So I will be out of town Thursday through Sunday. So we're going to drop this fast. Um, Lots of stuff have happened. Um, I have a feeling Tim and I's plates are going to be extra full when I come back because... um, the tides are starting to turn. So um, the Rhinos Guild of America has reached a tentative deal uh, to end the strike. Uh, the strike did actually end this morning at 12.01 a.m. And the only thing that is confusing is, is they still have to put it to a vote. So it's not 100%. Like, it's not saying, oh, you, you could have almost like, I think it was, I think it was railroad or it was the auto workers. I think it was one of those groups. I think like three out of the five agreed to the terms that were submitted to them, but the two larger groups said no. So it overruled it. So uh, the information that I saw, they have said we are recommending to ratify this. It is a benefit to us. Now, I don't think we talked about it on the podcast, but when a lot of people don't know, like Disney Channel is notorious for this. People don't understand why shows change names or reboot or change to different formats. I learned from a Disney writer on a podcast that, like, they had the sweet life of Zach and Cody. Very successful show, did fantastic, had great ratings. All of a sudden, it was the entire same cast for the most part, and it was Sweet Life on Deck. Minus one person, and I think it was Ashley Tisdale wasn't on it, or if she was, it was less. And I believe Ashley Tisdale at that time went to High School Musical. Well, what I found out was, is when they change the name, that resets the terms on the writers. So basically, you do not get your 100%, because basically it's after so many, after so many uh, seasons, your pay gets bumped up. So basically what they're doing is is they're making sure their pay is getting reset before that fourth season. So if you look at all the things, Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, Wizards of Waverly Place, all these different shows, they usually end after three seasons. Um, with uh, like I think even Hannah Montana changed like after the third season, they changed the name of it slightly because she was on the road or it was... I think it was originally called Hannah Montana Best of Both Worlds, or I can't remember what it was, but there's a lot of these hidden little things that we don't get to see, and I think that's what's put, kind of put a wrench into everything going on because, you know, they're like if Tim, Tim and I aren't expected to know all this, but who's supposed to read through all this stuff? You know what I mean? Are you, right. Tim? Well, it's just like anything. There was something. Oh, I forgot what it was, but it was. I mean, something unrelated to this, and it was documents that went through, and it was like seventeen. Oh, it was the uh, Disneyland forward. The documents that they submitted to the planning commission. It was seventeen thousand pages. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, nobody's gonna. Well, somebody has to have, go through. All somebody's of gonna read through it, or it gets divvied up. Okay, you get this, you get this, you get this type deal um, right. on it. But that's the whole reason why. You know, you have a negotiation teams and they're doing it. It's almost like a politician where whether they're voted or elected on uh, to represent you. And obviously they're there to um, represent you and the needs, you know, your needs are they're one of you. It's not like, oh, hey, they're the president, but they're looking out for themselves or, you know, it's pretty much they're looking out for their constituents, which is um, the Screen Actors Guild or the writers or whichever one it is, I can't remember. But the you know the the writers on it, so that's why they're there. So hey, here's what we want. Here's the reason for the strike. So you know we think this is the best compromise um, deal that we're going to be able to do. So we suggest um, you know ratifying it. Yeah. And that way we can all move forward, <clears throat> move forward, and start working again. Um, and it's like, it's like anything it's, it's a compromise, you know, they, both of them shoot for the moon, they go, they negotiate, you know, maybe they need to get a, I'm sure they had to get a mediator or whatnot. 
and come to the table and okay hey we'll do this but you got to give up that okay well now that we gave up that then you know we want this so you got to give up something you know go back and forth and hash it out and then at the end it's like okay i think we got something that you know you guys compromise we compromise now let's let's go from from there draft it up get it going and you know move move forward yeah, and I think the big problem for the writers was in network television, if you have a hit on your hands, you get paid accordingly. You see the numbers, you know when it's a hit. With streamers, Netflix doesn't have to release any of their data. And even when they say it's a hit, there is no money being made on the back end for any of them. So right. I'm sure what they were trying to do, from what I've heard from most of the actors who are also writers and because so reminder, these strikes are not for the people that you see. These strikes are for the ones who are entry level or have been in the industry a short period of time and are busting their butts and they're having to work on multiple shows because they're not getting the residuals for streamers. And and that's the double edged sword I've heard is streamers have the most freedom when you make a show for them, but you're also not getting that back end. So. I have a strong feeling that they they're the rumor was is they I think they average if you're a bear like the like the bottom of the tier writer for a show, mind you, you're probably working 60 to 70 hours a week writing when you're doing your writing. They make about fifty thousand dollars a year. So I know they wanted to try to bump them up to at least 70, 75. So fingers crossed they got what they were they were wanting. Um so next, fingers crossed, SAG-AFTRA, because technically the writers, um, because the writers are on strike or they're done now, they still will support SAG-AFTRA. So they will not do any writing probably unless they have a contract that stipulates that they need to write if there's no strike going on. So um, funny story before we move on. You know who Harlan Williams is, right? Yeah. So apparently Harlan Williams was trying to go to this building to get his dad and the strikers wouldn't let him get through. And he's like, I'm just trying to pick up my dad. I'm not trying to to cross the picket line. I want to pick up my dad. So he went back and he goes, he went home and he goes, oh, you know, when the, he goes, the joke, this is all satire. He goes, you know, when there's a shooter and they go back home and they, they grab their weapon and they come back, he goes, well, I came back. He goes, I pull in the parking lot. I pull out a typewriter and I start writing out a script for Seinfeld right in front of him. And he was that upset because they're like, some of them take it to a certain extent because they work in shifts. They go to certain studios. So if they yeah. see executives are going to be meeting at Disney studios, guess what? A bunch of the pickers go over to Disney studios, go over to Netflix. They're everywhere. So, um, one cool thing that we are getting that was planned, I guess, beforehand, but I don't know if it was planned for this. Um, October 15th, they're going to be doing, um, what's it called? The once, uh, what's it called? It's the, what's the Disney show night they do it? Ugh. Disney show night? Yeah, like they do it on TV. It's like a, they do it every once in a while. Uh, once Upon a Studio? No, not that. Um, the Wonderful World of Disney. Oh. So uh, October 15th, on when they do The Wonderful World of Disney, which usually it showcases what's going on. This year, it's about the 100th anniversary. They are going to debut Once Upon a Studio short film. Um, it is set to debut ahead of the Wish movie, the animated movie. And basically what they're doing is, is they're having characters from the last 100 years of Disney uh, come to life basically and be in the studio and they've actually used technology to like recreate Robin Williams voice to talk as Jeannie um, and they're bringing back a lot of the original voice actors to come back to talk and do things in this little short film it looks very Roger Rabbit when the tunes come through the wall is what it reminds me of so it looks pretty cool and um I'm kind of excited to see what they take, where they, what they go with this, because if you know they could do it now, what do you think they could do in the future with this kind of animation? Right. No, exactly. And just to like you said, it's uh, Sunday, October fifteenth. Wonderful Disney, which airs at eight p.m. Eastern. So 
There wow, that's go. gonna be an early one for us. <clears throat> yep. Five so, o'clock our uh Pacific hey, time. And they're catering to us now, man. Ever since they switched the Soka showtime and now Loki's doing it, I feel like everybody's gonna start doing it now. So right. uh everything here is early for us, so I'll make sure I'm off on time that day. Uh next we have Neil Patrick Harris is set to play a major classic villain in the Doctor Who 60th anniversary special on Disney Plus. Um, this was kind of hinted at for a while because Neil Patrick Harris is kind of like he's a magician and he's a nerd. And from what I've heard, he's wanted to be on Doctor Who forever. So um I didn't look into the character. I don't want spoilers for it because I'm still catching up on the early seasons. I'm trying to rewatch everything, and um, I don't want to um, spoil everything because apparently a bunch of doctors are coming back. So I'm excited for that. Nice. This one I saw you posted, and I was like, wait, what? Right. Uh, stay at Shrek Swamp in Scotland with Airbnb this Halloween. There you go. It's actually pretty cool. I like when, especially whether it's Airbnb or VRBO, these vacation rentals, um, you know, team up with someone to, what was it? Um, Matthew Lillard did the Scooby-Doo van. Yeah. <clears throat> yep, where you could do that. Um, you know, obviously had to be in Malibu. He's not going to drive the van, you know, halfway right. across the country or whatnot. Right. But it is cool that they do this um, on it. And it looks like Shrek Swamp. I mean, I think it's a good plan too because you got to think how many people that let's just say they don't have a disposable income, but they have enough of an income to turn a rental into something kind of fantasy like. I mm. mean, just think of all the places around Disneyland and Disney World where all they have to do is make it somewhat Disney themed and they yeah. literally could probably make a killing off of it. And you know, in reality, let's say it's a it's a four bedroom house, me. Tim and we could get two more people could probably rent the house for what two grand for a couple days. Yeah. Let's say we go down there for three days for $2,000. If you split that four ways, that's cheap. Yep. No, exactly. That's super cheap. So, and you can make the food, your food you want there. If it's close enough, you could go to there, take a nap, relax, you know, it's it's a good idea. So I think that they're trying to push that a little bit, too, to help with bringing stuff in and bringing people to be like, hey, look, do this kind of unique thing. Now, have you have you heard anything about the VRBO? Because I don't hear I only hear bad things about Airbnb. VRBO is kind of off my radar right now. Um, I mean, I go through. Well, I shouldn't say go through them, but if I'm going somewhere not like by Disney or something, um anywhere else like if i'm visiting family or something out of state um i'll look at vrbo or airbnb um whatnot and compare them because a lot of the sites and even on there's another site that i use for hotels even airbnbs and vrbos will show up on that one um and that's something new oh uh, i don't i don't think booking.com does that yeah, I'll say I don't think it's on all of them because I've gone on some of them and it's like some of them have it, some of them don't, um, which is, you know, I guess it's cool. It's just getting the exposure out there um, on it. But uh, I know when we went to Arizona, we I think my aunt went through Airbnb and then um, I know somebody else it's, that's used both of them and it's been, been fine um, on it. So, I mean, I think you just got to kind of do your research and make sure, you know, it's fine and not thinking, oh, I'm going to get the whole house, but it's really not a whole house or it's like an, you know, attached mother-in-law house, but yeah, it's, it's not detached. It's still attached type deal or they had kids that move out and they remodeled it and it's like, okay, hey, you know, you get your own, you know, like living room and bedrooms, but it's like a shared kitchen or something like that. Yeah, I, I know the big thing, too, is that a lot of places have done that thing where um, there was actually a show on HGTV where it was JoJo and um, Jordan Rogers, where they legitimately would uh, help people redo their extra space. So they mm. would have like 
Right. The big thing, I guess, like in the Austin area and L.A., is if you have like a mother-in-law suite, like you said, a lot of them have their own facing driveway or they face the back of the property. Right. And so a lot of places, they're not even like – because I know – uh, we have a mutual pr- person we know that they actually will just rent their house out when they're gone because they're not at their, their beach house. Whereas these other people, this is actually a business. There's always Airbnb, which this is crazy too. The place, the, the hotel we are going to, Tim, did you yeah. know that's a, that's a, that's a, a condominium? Oh uh, yeah. I know some so, of them. So <laughs> That's why they all have their names in the doors. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it's, you'll pay for that. Yep. Same thing when my aunt and uncle had theirs and we would use it. They were the, you know, the owner. And so they would say, you know, hey, oh, so-and-so is coming or reserve the block out for us. Um, and like all the furnishing and everything in it was theirs. And I didn't yep. know that until their daughter moved away to go to college and they're like oh we took this and this out of that because she needed a, a couch or something like that so they took it out of there because it was it was theirs and it's it's like anything else you buy because the last time we were there they're like an open house <coughs> and they had different units yep. floor plans and hey this one's going for sale for you know x amount it's just like a a house it's, you buy it and it's yep. yours and it's an income get, property it's, basically yeah it's like you're leasing it from the uh hotel or resort yep. or whatever it is and then when you pay off the lease because i'm sure you know you're paying for it and then you get some income on it or maybe it goes however it's worked out and then once it's paid off then it's just you know income like just I mean, it's like still still leasing it and you have a place to go um as well and then you just um rent it out the rest or not necessarily rent it out you know it could get booked the rest of the time well so. it was it was weird because i i i thought that it was like you could i I thought maybe like you could pay so much like a timeshare that's what i right. thought it was but then right. um the, so the hotel I'm speaking of, if you ever go to Pismo, I recommend it. Um, Tim's head has been in one of the freezers. Um, mm. That is the Sea Gypsy Hotel in Pismo Beach. It is actually on the water. Beautiful resort. Um, looks exactly the same as the last time Tim and I stayed there. It does not change. And it is the home of the surfing goats, uh, which there's only one goat left. So that kind of sucks. But um, <laughs> um, it they post they shared a link to a uh, a thing saying they have a unit available on the third floor and i was like oh. wait what and i was i was confused cuz i'm like i and then all of a sudden i realized i'm like oh they it's a condo it's basically a condominium and you're making money off of the stuff and and you're yeah and i'm not going to lie we have to book we have to book the rooms the day we leave right so yeah, you're booking it pretty much a uh, year in year advance. Year in advance. Because I yeah. know, same thing with the festival weekend. When you go in there in oh. August, the festival weekend, it's it's booked up that day. That day. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that whole week is booked up. I mean, everything over there because all the Portuguese from the whole valley. I mean, go. pretty much from Sacramento to Bakersfield go over there because they either stay at the dunes, at the hotels, campsites there, or a lot of them have um houses over there as well which i don't know how i don't know how the the dunes do it because the dunes i don't think it reservations open up i think it's three months or six months they're not sure it's 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 like disney world as soon as that opens up at midnight you know there's people right there just clicking refreshing to get it because i'm sure that fills up extremely quick i mean if we if we were if i were to go to that i would never book anything if I was staying in the dunes just because of uh, the fact that it'd get crazy out there. Well, not just that, but we have so many friends that post on Facebook can't make it that weekend. I have an open spot in the dunes and I'm like, Oh yeah. You know? Oh yeah. I'm sure you could find, oh, or okay. people will, will book it and then try to flip it. Try and flip you know, it. Turn yeah. around and flip so, it. If you guys have an investment property, let us know. Cause uh, Tim and I may want to go have some fun and, you know, rent from you too. So, Right. 
Yeah. Uh, next we have, this is crazy. Some targets are no re- longer reportedly selling DVDs, Blu-rays, and CDs. That's mind-blowing to me. Right, but I mean, it's not really surprising on it. I'm sure it's, you know, they looked at the numbers and like, okay, this isn't selling. This isn't selling right. you know, at, at select targets. I'm taking, sure just taking up space. It's taking up space, and especially it's in the electronics section. You know, they could push more TVs out there, more this, more that, more stuff, where it, you could turn it faster. Um, I mean, they've, they've already kind of become like mini stores for Samsung and for Apple because they have yep. those huge kiosks now. Yep. Um, and you know what's crazy is when I see this too, their record sections have gotten massive too. Like they yep. have more sections for records than they do for actual <laughs> CDs for and, and DVDs. Oh, yeah. Yep. And, you know, you look at the records versus a, a CD, um, record takes up more floor space, more square footage than a CD. So, you know, you can't, what, probably four CDs fit on, you know, on top of like a record or like, you know, or let's say even just three, you know, so. You could, you could probably you do on an average record, you could probably do three CDs wide and probably five CDs deep. Right. So you're so, looking at about 15 CDs fit in the spot of about five records. Right, exactly. So there you go. And they don't have a very good selection. I just know they started carrying more. Right. Right. No, exactly. And I'm sure they got some exclusives. Oh, you can only get this one at Target or this one with a special song at Target because they want to get you in. And I wonder Um, because that's the big thing now. So um, Blink-182, they'd announced their new album one more time. Um, And you can legitimately, if you want to pre-order the album, this this is what's crazy. I think they have five different versions of the same album. Because remember, <laughs> right. remember when we remember the, the album "Take Off Your Pants and yeah. Jacket." Yeah, had, had, there was what I think like four different versions. Yeah, because they all had different covers on it, and you didn't know until you actually opened it. The CD was different on the inside. Mm-hmm. So they have the standard black vinyl. They have the purple ooze vinyl. They have the red and clear marble vinyl. They have the egg splatter uh, vinyl. They have the cassette that's green. They have a Mark's pink and white marble. They have Tom's cement marble. And they have Travis's clear and white marble. All sold out. All of them. The only thing that's available is the standard black vinyl. Which that one probably isn't going to sell out. You know, they always got to have one to be on there, and it's going to be the standard one. And I do, I limit the other ones. I do need to uh, pick up some albums because uh, I have a few. I have their, I have Blink's last album on vinyl. Um, I have a handful of albums on vinyl. My favorite being, I have the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One soundtrack on vinyl, which is an amazing soundtrack. Um, and Tim's gonna love this one. We went to the thrift store in downtown. And I got myself an album by Randy Brown. Oh, nice. Yeah. So um, it's in there. I don't know. I don't listen to it. I just thought it was hilarious. That it was Randy Brown. Right. Uh, well, and I mean, the other thing is, is you look at these. Um, uh, with like the just the um, music in general, everyone just downloads it. You know, yeah. put, it on, put it on iTunes, put it on Spotify, whatever it is, because it's easily accessible. I plug in my phone. Boom, I got it. You know, give me an aux cord and you got it or Bluetooth. Boom, you got it. Where with a record or CD, you need some piece of equipment to play it um, on yeah. it. So. You know, it's not portable. I mean, granted, I know people that have, you know, record players at home and they'll put it on it because, you know, it's nostalgic and it's cool. And there's newer songs um, that you could play through, you know, the record. Um, And it's not always, you know, Michael Jackson's Thriller or something like that. Some from back in the day um, on, on that. But, you know, if you're going if you're going and traveling somewhere, it's just easier to bring 
you know, one of those like little pillbox Bluetooth speakers. And then, you know, there you go. You have that, you pair it up to your phone. You got, you could stream, you could pull stuff off of you. You could do whatever you want, you know, Hey, play this song. Oh, I don't have it. Then you just Google it and pull it from YouTube. Or if you got Spotify or something, type it in. There you go. Yeah. I think that's the big thing is that you, you legitimately, like you said, there's, there's too much, there's too much at your finger fingertips. Mm-hmm. There's way too much. I mean, the only thing that I thought was cool was, I mean, it's, it's kind of bad, but uh, when I used to have my blog, I got a press kit for man in the high castle, which is about what would have, would have happened if the Nazis would have won the war. And they sent this press kit and then it had a CD or a album in German and it played House of the Rising Sun. And you legitimately can hear everything. And it's crazy how you can hear so much on yep. album that you don't hear anywhere else. So, you know, well, I, and the thing, it, yeah. And the thing is, is with everything being digital, they could edit this out, edit that out and just make it so crisp and clear digitally because they could tune this, tune that, whatever. Or like you said, in record, everything comes across so crisp and clear as well. But it's it's like you get everything. You, you, know, you, hear, you hear all the imperfections. You can right. hear the skit. And like, it's cool because I watched. Have you ever watched them press a record? Mm-hmm. It's insane. It's the coolest thing ever. Right. It doesn't look real. That's what's crazy to me. It doesn't look real. Yeah. So. I, exactly. I'm actually looking at records now because I forgot I needed to get a record. But um, <laughs> lastly, um, sad news. If those of you don't know who this is, um, you're, it's sad you don't. But uh, David McCollum, uh, he's well known. Most people we that listen to our show would know him from NCIS. He played Ducky, Dr. Mallard. Um, and he was the man from Uncle. Uh, he died at 90 years old. Um, I didn't realize he was still on the show. Like, I know he would do small appearances here and there, but I guess this last season he was even on. So, yeah. And I think his last appearance was like a, a Zoom call or a computer call or something yes. on it that they call called him up. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's sad. I didn't realize that he was 90 either. I I kind of knew because I watched the thing. They talked about him wanting to um because he legitimately he's he's english and he wanted to stay i believe in england and that's why he kind of retired from it he's older it's tough but um i watched the thing that he was like a singer or something and he was a very dapper gentleman back in the day and i saw the photos of like beatles era stuff and i'm like oh so he is older right and i think he kind of uh towards the end i think aged you know, you could tell that he he aged a bit. He did, and it sucks, but it's um, it's a part of life, and that's the sucky part too to have to say is is, you know, I'm feeling it in myself, and as I get older, I'm like, man, I, you, you, that's the creepy part. You look at your hands, and you're like, man, I got my dad's hands. Right, and exactly. Yeah, that's a depressing thing to think about. Uh, but we don't want to. It is sad. Um. He was an amazing actor, and I, you know, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't have, you know, enjoyed like he was one of my favorite parts of NCIS. Um, we used to actually go and watch it at my mom's house because we didn't have cable at the time, and PBS is not available on most streaming platforms because of their deals. So unless you get, you know, Paramount Plus, I think now or whatever it is. But uh, it's sad to see him go, and um, I'm glad he actually going to be on the show a couple more times before he passed. Right. Um, now we're going to move into gaming. Uh, before we get into our scheduled stuff, I will mention um, what was really cool was uh, the new season for Call of Duty dropped today. You are going to get the Halloween event. It's going to be nighttime. It already has the spooky stuff behind you. But the haunting event, I believe, starts, I think it said 19 days. So it's going to start probably 
middle of um, October through the end. So um, if you haven't gone there yet, go on there and get it because it is pretty amazing. Um, but in the regular pile, we have Disney's Speedstorm release for free to all tomorrow or when you're listening to this today, September 28th. It is free for everyone. Yep, and with that comes a new season, which will be Aladdin-themed. We talked about it last time with all the racers and whatnot. Um, and then Hades will be um, a character released in it as well. And Gaston also uh, will be, I think, a mid-season um, character. And that they will have a new racetrack as well, like they did for uh, Lilo and Stitch. And it looks awesome because one of the pictures that they teased um is the cave of wonders and the mouth and the track goes right into the mouth with it really yeah with the with that ominous you know glow that it had uh in it so that should be pretty cool and i know tomorrow like you said on september 28th at nine o'clock a.m pacific standard time that they're gonna have a um a live stream launch event of it so I'm sure, and it's on their YouTube page, Disney Speedstorm, so I'm sure you can either watch it live or uh, watch the replay of it. So That's pretty I, cool. Uh, I already have I, it to, to notify me. I thought I would have thought Hades would have been in sooner because they keep, like, he's been, like, one of the featured people on the cover for a bunch of stuff. Hasn't he? <clears throat> right, yeah. I mean, he's always, and everything you get, like, a uh, a villain or whatnot, Hades is always on it just because he's one of the, popular ones and whatnot um but uh me and my buddy were talking it's like okay you know this season's gonna coincide with uh with halloween because they normally run for about six ish six weeks or so is what it is um would coincide with halloween so it's like okay you got nightmare before christmas that's just an an easy one right there so Mm -hmm. who knows they may have something a a mid-season or a halloween uh, special that they drop something on it but as of right now it doesn't doesn't look like that but doesn't mean it's not going to happen well i mean well fingers crossed it's a fun game it's a quick game it's a great one when you have kids um i've enjoyed it quite a bit um, i haven't played in a while just because of, you know we had a baby so um i'm literally not playing very many games right now um I made the mistake of getting Starfield, so that kind of... I've been up late nights doing that. Um, but I just double-checked. I do still have Speedstorm on my thing, so uh, um, that's good to know. There you go. Yep, I got to finish after record here. I'm finishing up my season, so I could actually complete it and then not have to worry about uh, missing anything yep. or leaving anything open-ended. And, um, and, that, and that sucks because sometimes the the, I will say the format of it, for those that don't know, I do like the the format of it just because um, when you when you look at it, it basically it's set up to where, you know, if you miss something, yes. you don't have to get all the stars. But if you don't get a certain amount, you're not going to earn every single achievement or get through the all the all the uh earnable stuff so right exactly and you miss out on um on coins too which is the currency of it yeah to to buy stuff as well exactly um next cg cd project red uh the makers behind uh cyberpunk 27 set 2077 um have added a reference to the late rally driving and racing game legend ken block with the update um the update also includes the new uh, setup of uh, what was it called? Liberty City? Is it not Liberty City? It was a. I have. Uh, I have the update. I haven't played in forever. It's fun, but yeah, it comes with other stuff. And I can hear Tim's dog. I knew they came in. Um, but yeah, uh, it's kind of cool seeing that because this game. A lot of these futuristic, apocalyptic-style games, it's so much easier to put stuff in it that you'll miss because you can literally just have a car sitting on the side of the road on blocks 
paint faded and you barely see it. So it's cool seeing they put something in there. Um, And then lastly in the games, the hit pirate game, Sea of Thieves, is finally getting a single-player mode. Yeah, that'll be fun. It's another one that I like to play, even though I haven't played it in a while. Um, but to have the single-player mode on it, I it'll be interesting to to check it out. But it's probably just a smaller map um, on it, so... We'll see. Yeah, Definitely yeah. I, it'd probably be smaller, and it's probably be more, uh, more focused mission based. I bet. Yeah. Yes. I know the way it is now. It is mission based, but it's literally just you can pick what you want to do. Really, you know. Right. Exactly. I mean, you can play it single player right now. It, it's kind of hard to control the boat a little bit i mean or or it can be and then especially if you got another boat that rolls up on you and has three or four guys and they start attacking you and you're only one person you're pretty much done you know hopefully you don't have a lot of stuff on your boat treasures or whatnot yeah um, but uh yeah with single player it'll be obviously you probably won't have that much of it or if it is it'll be more of a fair fair fight oh Fingers crossed, because it is a very, very fun game. Um, now we're going to the Disney Park. Oh, sorry. Other amusement parks, pile. There is a new Passholder-exclusive Dr. Oddfellow card coming to Universal Orlando Resort. I don't even know what that means. It's it's a, it's just a, a card, a giveaway. It's just like, I think, in the um, Disneyland Resort, there's one to it for our pass holders like trading cards or it's just universals um their pass holder exclusive trading cards type deal okay so it's just a give giveaway for their pass holders oh, which is funny because i saw that and then like a couple articles later i'm like oh and there's disney lights disneyland's you know third card that they're giving away man uh and just so you know, I went to uh, the card place today for yeah. look to see, and he said he's doing his best that all they have is the loose Lorcana cards. And he's saying, basically, if you can get them, get them. Because he goes, this is one of the rare things where you have Disney collectors uh-huh. and you have card collectors, card collectors yep. and players, because it's an actual game. Yes. And they're yep. like, this he the one one guy was there buying Magic the Gathering cards. He goes, "This is gonna be insane, man." He goes, "If you can get your hands on them, he's like, do whatever you can to get them." Because so, what do you mean he just had the loose cards? It's not nothing in a pack. It was stuff he that bought, people he bought cards off people. Yeah, I'll say yep, like open pack stuff or whatnot. Yep, that's literally all. That's all he could get was that. And I'm like, really? Makes, and they're like, makes yeah. Sense. Or I thought you were gonna say, oh, he gets a shipment in every Tuesday, and there's five people that come in and buy it all out or whatever no he actually so he has to get on a list with the company that makes the card just to get them oh, well, that's good he was telling me he was we're working on getting on that list to get in the deliveries Pick rotation it, yeah. and then he was saying because he goes like he goes there's so much stuff people don't know like the pads they use for playing magic the gathering he goes those are like six hundred dollars and you have to get on a wait list we pay a hundred for them but you're only allowed to get one and that's it. So he's like, <laughs> it's super hard to get that kind of stuff. Right. No, exactly. Which, I mean, I get it. If you want it to have the exclusivity, you don't want to put a whole bunch of it out there. Because True. then it, excuse me, it, it um, takes away from it. Yeah. Um, now going in the Disney pile correctly, the general pile we do have our new Walt Disney World ambassador team announced for 2024-2025. Um, for those that don't know, they usually appoint two people per park, really, um, as, like, ambassadors. And usually it's weird because we don't see them as much anymore because they were big when Disney was opening up lands because they were the ones that got to tell people they were – go into the land they were like walk through and they would take the cameras with them mm-hmm. um they do a lot of the behind the scenes stuff they're the ones that you'll see when they introduce like the parade or they'll talk about stuff for christmas on like the abc whenever they do that 
Um, other than that, I think it's mostly in, internal stuff that they're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Internal social, you know, like you said, social media stuff already, and it's a lot of um, uh, appearances. Yeah, and um, they dress up nice and fancy, and they look cool doing it. So, I mean, it's kind of a cool job, if you ask me. Right. Exactly. I would. I would do it if I could. Um, Disney 100 toys reportedly coming to McDonald's Happy Meals in October. Um, I could tell because they're starting to just get rid of all their crap. Like you can literally tell. You know what I mean? Right. And I'll be curious to see what they, what they bring, um, what they bring, and what it looks like. You know, will it be? I'm assuming with it being Disney 100, it'll be, you know, look good and awesome and kind of be collectible, um, and not look, you know, janky. Not that Disney would make it janky, but you know, sometimes it's like, yeah, that just doesn't doesn't look right. It looks too like mass produced type deal. That's true. That's one thing that you don't think about is um, like a lot of the toys, they're not practical. Like I know um, the Mario Brothers ones were awesome. They're little cars. My kid loved them. He was throwing them around. They were just super fun. Some of the Disney ones they've been doing with like um, the Eternals ones. You have to use an app on your phone to make it work correctly. And it's just not fun. So, yeah. Um, we got a new Figment ear headband and Loungefly backpack available on Shop Disney, which I do feel like we are getting so many more, so much more stuff that's not. I don't know. I feel like there's no, there's no real exclusivity to the parks anymore. Mind you, a couple things there are, but like Ahsoka's lightsabers, oh, they're sold out. Whoa. Look, here you go. We have legacy lightsabers on Shop Disney. And I'm like, what's the difference? They look exactly the same. These ones are a little bit more sturdy, but they're like 20 bucks cheaper. Oh, yeah, it, it just it doesn't make it make sense. So it's good to see right. this. But what does this mean for exclusivity to the parks? Right, exactly. And I mean, it's figment, too. So they got to capitalize. I mean, everyone loves figment. So there there you go you got to make it so it's available to to everyone and not just like a walt disney i mean i'm sure they do have figment exclusive stuff there but you know with this we're all could enjoy it as well yeah yeah that's true um and lastly in the general pile we got a new stitch yahtzee in kanto and the nightmare before christmas lotteria games available which is kind of cool yeah, the Stitch Yahtzee looks awesome because the cup is like a half a coconut. is shaped like that, so that's awesome. has good detailing that's in it. That's awesome. <laughs> and the Yahtzee dice look like they're kind of carved out of wood and have different... It's not just your normal one, two... Well, it is one, two, three, four, five, but like on one side it has like Stitch on it. Another side it has, you know, a couple different things on it. So that's it's, cool. It's cool, and it was only like... 40 bucks so when that comes out i'm definitely gonna buy that because it looks cool just for the dice cup it looks awesome (laughs) um this one was weird so we're going to disney parks abroad um and we always see stuff changing on the apps um they're very quick um if you look at the guardian of the galaxy mission breakout on the disneyland app you can see a little baby Groot on the top of one of the a part of the tower um the day that Splash Mountain closed. Splash Mountain was gone from the map. Yeah, and the next it's day it was already Tiana's gone. Bayou. Um, but Disneyland Paris apparently is listing. Um, it's a, uh, yeah, it's listing trees as attractions. Right, but not just any trees. They're square trees. That's just so weird. By the by, the castle, yeah. I don't understand that. Yeah, they're Arizona cypress with um, bluish foliage and English yew trees with dark green foliage. Pay tribute to the seventh, seventeenth century painting. Well then, 
Um, <laughs> then it says twice a year, our tree specialists use a mobile platform and electronic equipment to maintain this iconic square shape. Good to know. Oh, man, that's just that doesn't make any sense to me, but OK, uh, it's funny. Yeah. Um, now we're going to Walt Disney World. Uh, Disney wants to set up virtual queue until hours long line forms for Journey of the Water inspired by Moana previews. Yeah, from what I from what I saw and um, read is that they waited too long to get the virtual queue going. That doesn't but make any the, sense. But that's you know what it's what it's there for. Is some days they haven't um, or you use it. Other days they don't. Some days um, in the morning it's not that busy, and then it starts getting busier like late morning, early afternoon when everyone's coming to the park and then they use it then. So I don't know. It's, but I guess it was kind of one of those things where usually for the first couple days and at least for the first day on something like this, that's going to be um, popular is normally they have the virtual queue. Hey, you know, first right. day, make sure you do the virtual queue and then it kind of diminishes from there. But whatever. yeah, man, yeah, we'll see. I mean, they've been making some mistakes quite a bit lately. Um, I know this week isn't the greatest for them because they are um, uh, deciding that they're not going to. They're, they're, they're closing. They're closing down the Star Cruiser Hotel this week. Mm -hmm. And like, it's been super depressing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, the thing is, is I completely forgot that they were closing it down this week until I saw an article and of course, clickbaity title. Oh, new hotel closes at um, or hotel closing at Disney World. I'm like, what? And then I click. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. Because when they announced it, it was what in May or something like that, April. Yep. And now it's like, oh yeah, no, it's come come to now. And you don't even like really hear about it. Like, oh, final week sold out. You know, making a big hype about it. It was just, yep, nope. One article that kind of like the Associated Press ran and. That was it. Yep. Yep, exactly. So um, it's depressing to me just because it's like, you know, they've said they're going to use it, but for what? You know what I mean? Right. Uh, we'll see. Um, Journey of Water inspired by Moana. So it's on the app now. Okay. Um New Walt Disney World annual pass holder glassware by Arribas Brothers at Magic Kingdom. Arribas Brothers don't do anything cheap, so no. I can only imagine how expensive these are. I mean, they're beautiful, but then again, it's like you said, they're they're not cheap as well. I mean, they're not like tens of thousands of dollars, but for glassware, you know, they're they're pricey. Yeah, I'm not gonna be um, getting those. Well, I'm not a pass holder. But maybe I can have Connor get them. We'll see. Um, soaring over California returns to Epcot after seven plus years for Disney's 100th anniversary. Um, I will never let the wife live it down that she we went over in the queue for that line in 2011, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure this is the same ride as in California. She's like, no, it it can't be because it's you know whatever it's. It's in Florida. No, it was the same one. So, right. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations to you guys. Um, new spaceship, spaceship Earth Disney 100 light show debuts at Epcot. Um, I actually saw a couple of clips from this. It looks pretty cool. Um, we did get a new Haunted Mansion Photo Pass Portrait Studio available now at Disney Springs, which is probably going to be huge for Halloween because. Right. And it's got the three hitchhiking ghosts in it is is what they're in and that's what you gotta have yep so um new wandering oaken's pop-up portraits photo location at the norway pavilion in epcot i don't even know what that is it sounds cool though well wandering oaken was from uh frozen he's the oh yes oh yoohoo wow that guy was amazing I need to start watching more of these Disney films because I don't know, man. I feel like I'm missing out on so much stuff in the parks. 
like you know i never watched <laughs> big hero six and i finally watched it and i'm like what why did i wait so long right right um there's a hundred thousand dollar glass replica of sleeping beauty castle available at magic kingdom they have the same thing in california different castle but it's in that vault they always mm-hmm. have one in that vault in that first store and i'm always shocked that all they have is a little rope sitting there right yeah this one's behind like plexiglass and whatnot there's no i mean you can't even touch it if you wanted to and it looks like it's um <clears throat> behind plexiglass in the front and then behind it is um uh like uh not cash register but employee area like it's okay. on, a, on a shelf okay <clears throat> so it's probably more protected well i mean they do kind of have someone standing the vault is next to the desk where you check out so it's kind of close so they can so kind of keep an yeah. eye um well, Walt Disney World, a hundred thousand yeah yes <laughs> can only imagine how much it costs them to get it um right. Walt disney world is offering a water park seasonal pass that's kind of different. There you go. Um, a guest broke their ribs when boarding the Tron light cycle run at Magic Kingdom. How did they do that? Yeah, I guess it's, I don't want to say it's a problem, but with people, because, you know, it's the light cycle. So you get in it and a piece comes down behind your back and you have to pull up the bars on it and i guess some people say it gets like a little snug or depending on how and the size of the person too i guess this person was like a petite gal and so she kind of had to reach to get to the handlebars to help and i guess when it when the back piece came down and when she reached it like got her and broke one of her ribs like uh up higher uh in it so but i guess people are saying like yeah sometimes not necessarily like they get bruised but it it feels like obviously this is worst case you know to break a rib but um like if if you're short or petite that it kind of it could be you know it could could hurt you i guess yeah or could could cause damage it makes sense because you also got to think if somebody um uh if they are shorter too like if you don't sit quite right on the mm-hmm. spot because that's the problem there is a height limit or a height limit and a height minimum but right if you're just above the minimum or just below the maximum you're still gonna have issues right yeah um next Guest causes disturbance in Disney Skyliner queue. Yeah, this was a gal. I guess a Skyliner was broke down for like over an hour, a whole bunch of people in line. This was like a uh, an older um, gal. And I mean, not old, like grandparents age, but probably like our parents age. And she was um, using some choice language and flipping other guests off. And... Ugh. You know, it's like, you know, people are yelling at her. Hey, um, you know, there's kids here. And she's like, I don't give an F this and MF that and flipping the bird to, to people in line. It's not not good. Basically causing causing a scene because she was frustrated, which, you know, I get it. It's frustrating. But then again, you don't need to be using <clears throat> that type of language or whatnot as well. Yeah, and that's really um that's really sad because, like, you know, I got called some names, so I am in a social club. I wear a vest, and um, you know, we only wear them in the parks. We don't, my, you know, we don't condone wearing them outside of it. Um, we're not a biker gang or anything like that. We're not a motorcycle club. We just wear them in the parks. We wear our pins on them, and I've had Hell's Angels. I've had actual bike members say, "Hey, those are cool," you know, and I give them a, a sticker or a button. They think it's cool. But you have these people who call you names and they're making fun of you, but they're using language that doesn't belong in the park. And it's it's not ironic, but it's more of like, okay, you think I'm dumb for doing this, but then you're using language in a park that's a kid's park. So you're saying that I'm acting like a kid, but you're being it's it's just it's a some people just don't know how to act, is what it is. Right. So 
I mean, it is what it is, but, uh, you know, please be respectful and be mindful when you're there. Uh, and now we're lastly moving on to the Disneyland Resort pile, first of which is the third Magic Key exclusive Haunted Mansion trading card is available now at Disneyland, featuring X Atencio as Casket Screamer. Okay. Um, water wheel uncovered at Adventureland Treehouse. That's construction nears completion of Disneyland, um, which is kind of crazy because. Um, that the way they do the scaffolding when I saw it there in January, it's pretty impressive, right? It's like super elaborate, like it's not like what you would expect, like it's not what you see driving around town. Mm -hmm. It literally is the safest scaffolding I've ever seen in my life, right? Um, exactly. So, I'm glad to see the water wheel being uncovered. Um, construction walls have been removed, revealing the refurbished fantasy fair in Disneyland. I want to know if that. I wonder if they've still if they've resumed the uh, uh, swing dancing there at all. Um, I don't know. I know they used to have nights, you know, one night a week that they had it. I don't yep. know um, if they still do it or not. It'd be tougher because you'd have to have a reservation, but we'll see. Right. Well, actually, you don't have to have a reservation in the afternoon, but. Um, Scrim and scaffolding go up at Space Mountain in Disneyland as refurbishment continues. We are not getting Ghost Galaxy, so I don't know what they're trying to do. Maybe they're um, preparing for another Star Wars event. I don't know. Uh, we did get the news that we're going to be getting a bunch of new scenes from Ahsoka and from um, Mandalorian in uh, Star Tours. So maybe they're going to try and incorporate something for Star Wars or... Maybe they're just getting everything dialed in. I know it's been breaking down a little bit lately. Um, the Villas at Disneyland Hotel grand opening live stream is scheduled for today when you're listening to this, Thursday. Um, so I will probably be watching that on the side while I'm driving. Right. Um, I think it's like around 1 o'clock-ish if I remember. I can't remember exactly the time on it. But I know it was after the Speedstorm event. Okay. Um, guest gets out of Space Mountain ride vehicle. I reiterate every time we talk about this, please don't get out of ride vehicles. It's not safe. Just don't do it. There's no reason to do it. It doesn't make any sense. Right. And the thing is, is it was a male guest. He got out and then he got his, I don't know if it was um, his wife and then a daughter, but then he got two female guests out of it. And then they just, because um the ride was stopped the lights were on obviously somebody's recording it he gets out he gets the two females out and they just because there's uh walkways along the track because each zone uh a car will stop and obviously that's where they offload you at because there's uh platforms and everything right there obviously right. you don't see because it's in the dark and they just got on the platform and started walking away so not too smart it doesn't see it doesn't make sense it doesn't make here's the thing like i'm definitely afraid on some of these rides i'm going to get decapitated when i know it's not going to happen what are people thinking when they try and get off a ride like you don't know like i've seen people like there's a portuguese term bane fate which basically means you get what you deserve and how many times have you seen a kid putting their hands in the water on, on it's a small world and you're like you're going to smash your finger. You're going to smash your finger. Smash their finger. Oh, no. The kid's crying. And then the parent's, like, upset at the ride for some weird reason. And that's not even a bad ride to get hurt on. Like, you could legitimately lose a body part. You could die on this ride. And it's just right. so nonchalant. It's insane. Yep. I don't get it. Um, and lastly, in the Disneyland pile... <clears throat> Females dancing provocatively at Disneyland Resort theme parks. Yeah, so this one, it was videos of people going around doing TikToks where they, you know, do like the song and dance and where they do it in different areas. But it's like one fluid, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> so it's like, okay, well, whatever. But like one of them, they were like twerking and kind of dancing, like I said, provocatively. So, but it looked like most, I mean, 
not to defend it, but it looked like they weren't like doing it in the middle of something. It was like off to the side, but yeah, I mean, still. And that's the thing that stinks is you're in Disneyland, you got social media and all this, and you're trying to, oh, it'd be cool if we do this, that, or the other. It's like, okay, you want to do something and do it off to the side, that's fine, but then don't sit there and, you know, start twerking or, you know, making sexually sexual moves well, or I whatnot. Mean, I'm not going to lie. Well. They, that video went viral, I think, two weeks ago or three weeks ago, where this lady was like, what is going on? And they were by that alcove by the rock in California Adventure where you could take a picture with the wolf behind you. Oh, yeah. You know, like, in that little, a little spot yeah. as a waterfall. Yeah. Well, she literally is bouncing. She has her boobs are basically out. It's a very mm-hmm. skippy top. And the guy is recording, like walking up, zooming in, and just bouncing her boobs and then zooming in. And they're filming a, a social media video. And what I tell people is, look, I don't have a problem with adults without kids. Tim and I, we were we were them. We were adults without kids going to the parks. Mm-hmm. And I get it. You can have fun. I don't mind the short shorts. I don't mind skippy tops. Like, you know, if it's a tank top or whatever. But it's also a kid's part. It'd be different if it wasn't. There's that. I will end the podcast on a note of, I had never seen this video before. Have you seen that video they just put out of Walt talking about the park attendance? About Walt talking about the park attendance? It's it's a video of Walt. They're asking Walt questions in his office before he passed away. So it's probably... Oh, probably like, yes, yes. I thought it was something like recently, like they no, did no, no, AI no, no, or no, whatnot. No, no back oh. then. And him yes, saying, no, yeah, I, I goes see to the that. park, and he's like, well, during the week, it's all adults because the kids are in school. Because the kids you know, are in school, And yep. they're enjoying the rides, and they're having fun. And that is a key thing is, is as long as you're having fun, I don't care how old you are. I don't care what you think is acceptable and not acceptable for age-wise going to the parks. Just try to keep it appropriate. Um, yeah, be appropriate, be courteous, know the rules. Um, and, you know. Always I, remember, they have, they have cameras in all the dark rides. So right, you and, think you're getting away with something, you are not, my friend. Yeah, and, you know. I'd say dress appropriately for a family park as well. Yeah. I mean, the joke we had that my wife kept making when we were walking by, people walk by us, they're like, oh, uh, she must have ran out of clothes. She's wearing her daughter's shirt was the joke. Right. Because that's, it was literally barely anything there. And, um, right. Uh, and then you, and then you can't get mad when people either say something or look at you or whatnot. Because of what you are wearing, whether it be good, I mean, bad, or indifferent, right? And I mean, you have to you have to admit they're at looking for a reaction. Yes, you know what I mean. That's what they're doing. And exactly what it is. if you don't give it to them, you know, you don't give it to them. Yep, and you don't get free shirts anymore. So I'm glad that that got kiboshed as soon as before it even started. And you have no one to blame but yourself, you know, Instagram, TikTokers or whatnot, because you put it out there. So guess what? Disney said, okay, well, we did that as a common courtesy. Now you either got to buy the $40 shirt or you're leaving the park. Your choice. There you go. There you go. So please be respectful. Please have fun. And uh, thank you guys for all coming through and listening. It's greatly appreciated. Mr. Stranger, Mr. J, Connor from ConCon's Cantina. Thank you guys always for coming through. We greatly appreciate it. So for the FOMOcast, I'm Chris. I'm Tim. We will see you guys next time.